Hello, and you're very welcome to Mind You, where I dive into how different people use different ways to self-care. I'm Brian Barnes from Brian Barnes Wellbeing, where I partner with people to create unique wellbeing solutions. Today, I'm delighted to be talking to Lisa Jane. Lisa has a huge passion for serving and minding others through her work as a coach, an educator, an author, and a speaker, and helping mothers to feel more emotionally powerful. So Lisa, thank you so much for joining me today. You're very welcome, Brian. Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to this conversation. Thanks, Lisa. Me too. And you're so welcome. And Lisa, can you start off by telling me a bit about yourself and how you got here? Absolutely. How did I get here? Well, where I am now is an emotions educator. I'm incredibly passionate about our emotion education. And I feel that have we had an emotional education when we were younger, perhaps we wouldn't be in the situations that many of us find ourselves in later on in life. How I got to this place um, was an interesting journey. I was always, always interested in inner world, people's inner world and, and you know, and supporting people. And I, I went through my own journey where I thought I was emotional because I would cry all the time. But what I discovered when I was about 37 actually is that I hadn't really felt my feelings. I hadn't really um, been in the experience of this moment with my emotional world and I didn't understand what to do when I had a feeling. So what I'd been taught to do was have a feeling and then I had a strategy which was a dynamic that I used in my relationships to deal with the feelings I had. And that was often blaming or resentment or feeling like, you know, I was the martyr and everyone was doing things to me. So all these strategies that I developed from a child, because we're not taught any other way, or many of us aren't taught. And those strategies led me to, they were dynamics that just recurred over and over again in all of my relationships until when I was about 37 and I had, I did have an awakening. And for me, they just opened up something inside of me. And I started to realize that I hadn't fully felt my feelings and that I wasn't owning my feelings that, you know, if something was wrong for me, I would have a go at my husband, like, why can't you do this? And, and I remember this partner, it was a new partner that I had around that time. And he said to me, you know, I can't help you while you're shooting arrows at me. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, like no one had told me that. Like my strategy when I felt stuff was just to blur, you know, to just project it out. And I thought, I want him to help me. I want him to be on the same team. And yet I'm doing everything that's actually, you know, distancing him from me. Um, And that was sort of like me over the next couple of years, really understanding my emotions, really getting in touch with them and allowing them to be part of my experience. I started working with women and children and and couples and I started to see that there was this pattern that we weren't really going to the core of what was happening so while we were fixing things on the society and as a people and we were doing spirituality and all these things many of us still didn't fully understand our emotional power and how to tap into that and that you know which I call for mums is our feminine force and I noticed that I started to become very passionate about if I can help young children or teenagers understand their emotional world and actually find this inside of them, their power, so that they can use their emotions rather than be totally overrun by their emotions, then maybe they're not going to become these, you know, older women that are trying to deal with relationship issues. 
they can definitely choose their relationships more consciously. How do I want to be loved, you know, and not have to stay in relationships to get an emotional need met, you know, so that they can feel secure because often the women I worked with, that's exactly what they did. They, they didn't choose relationships consciously. They chose them in order to feel safe, in order to feel loved. And so the decision wasn't conscious and it resulted in a whole lot of really um, not very good dynamics, you know. And so that was sort of my journey. The last couple of years um, after working with all these people and wanting to educate emotionally, I decided I wanted to work with mothers because that would be the best way to get to kids and because mums could actually supermodel the process to their children. And so I wrote The Emotionally Powerful Mother last year and just recently I've partnered with Carolyn Murphy-Bennis, who you know, Brian, who's and her and I have just, it's been amazing how we've been brought together and it's like this creative process coming through us to create this diamond mother ring. And the purpose of the diamond mother ring is to give mums a place to go for guidance and wisdom because often that's been lost in our society to actually help mums feel supported when you know, they're looking at it, this culture that's quite frightening and the influences on their daughter. And thirdly, to bring them back to their own feminine force, feminine force so they can mother more intuitively and be the supermodels for their daughters to really learn um, how to step into their own feminine force. So we're excited. We're pretty much well just launched that. So that's where I am now. Wow, Lisa, what a journey and a very exciting journey. And I suppose you know, like, as you mentioned, I, I know Caroline and I've seen your work on the mothering and I suppose that's very close to my heart because, you know, like I have two daughters, I'm separated and I've got two daughters who are 12 and seven and I'm with them three days a week. So I suppose, you know, like, like a, a part of me kind of feels that, you know, like in those three days a week, I'm kind of father and mother, do you know what I mean? So, mm, you know, yeah. like what you're saying yeah. is, is very close to my heart. So thank you for sharing that. And Lisa, diving deeper day to day, like how you mind others, like, let's say, you know, your work day to day, like when you're working with individuals or groups, you know, like where do you start off with them? Mm. So for me, um, I always like to start with uh, you know, talking about our feelings and our emotions because I, I feel like we have a lot of information out there now. You know, like you can get on the internet and you can find out about emotions and they talk about emotional intelligence and they tell you how to change your mindset and all that sort of stuff, you know, and, and it's all good, like it's all good. However, there's, there's a level, a deeper level that we can come to which is and I want to describe it, it's almost like a different paradigm that I work in So, and, and that we can be in, like it's, it's a more natural paradigm where we are part of this emerging process of life. When we come into an acceptance and a way of being with our, the way we feel about our life, we come into this emerging process and it's this allowing of what's coming up right now and, and if it's not a pleasant moment, it's like this is coming up right now for my growth. So I want to be able to deal with the way I feel so that I can stay in this moment and keep going with the life force as it guides me to the next stage of my life and expands me in my own knowing. Now, it's very challenging for me to do that if I don't know how to deal with those big emotions that we have. And if you think about it, every living thing, you know, adapts and evolves. And, and most living things, apart from humans, they have a feeling response to their environment and it's that feeling response that helps them evolve. 
within our cultures, in many of our cultures, we have a feeling response and we're taught to, you know, fix it, analyse it, go and get help for it, medicate it, you know, drink it down, suppress it, put it aside so that we can get on with life. And, you know, that's been and done, that's in the past. That's what we're taught to do with our feelings. Now, if our feelings are a part of us and we're doing that with that part of us, doesn't it make sense that there's always going to be a part of us that's missing? And it's that part of us, that feeling part of us that we've been trained to put to the side. That's what's missing. And we always, you know, like I always used to feel this, this gap inside of me, this something's, there's something not here, there's something more, there's like this sense that there was more, but I could never quite get my feeling on it, you know, like I couldn't quite get my handle on it. And even in my relationships when I'd have conflict, it'd be like there's something missing, there's something I'm looking for, you know, and I, I came to know that it was that part of me, that feeling part of me, that I had never learnt to integrate and bring into this moment with me and, and be in this moment with it so that it becomes part of my process of living. And when I learnt to do that, when I learnt the keys that allowed me to work with my emotion and integrate it, I, I was able to come into this emerging process where rather than feeling out of control, I feel like I can take charge of this situation because I'm stepping back into all of me is here in this moment. So I'm in an incredibly powerful place on the inside. And it is so much power in this place. When I launch my next thought or action, the solutions and the results I get are so much more effective. Whereas in the past, I'd put all of my feelings and emotions to the side or suppress them or not be able to deal with them. And then I'd be trying to launch, I'd be trying to do things. I'd be trying to, you know, take action on my children. I'd be trying to make things happen or change. But I was never actually launching those actions from an empowered state. I was launching them from a state of feeling frightened or powerless or wanting to fix. And so the outcomes I got were never lasting, long-term, you know, outcomes that created more harmony or more connection in my life so when I work with people now how that um, interprets is for me it's it's really encouraging people to think about their emotions as their best friend as like this you know, like when two computers talk to each other, they need the internet protocol. So, you know, we can talk to each other globally. Two computers can talk to each other right across the globe. And they can do that through this the IP, the internet protocol. And I see very much like, the, you know, that internet protocol transfers data so that they both understand each other. And, and that's what I believe our feelings are. It's like they are our IP. They are the way that we get information from our body about our environment into our heads so that we know what to do next. The thing is, though, if we don't see our feelings as, wow, this is actually something that I'm, um, I'm learning about myself, that this is, some, this is a clue as to where I can take my power back. I'm only feeling powerless in this moment because this is an area in me where I need to take my power back. So starting to see the way we feel as part of a process of me becoming more empowered, as part of a process of me learning about myself and emerging into a more um, 
a more joyful, a more connected human being because I'm more connected to myself, you know, and see them as my best friend, you know, not fighting them away, but actually getting curious about what's in them, you know, like what what's happening there. And then with that understanding, and so I teach people the keys for that. It's like the first thing is like just see things as an opportunity and validate those emotions you know, it's okay that you feel this. Like, why wouldn't you feel fear? Jealousy, for example. Like a lot of women come to me like, I just don't want to feel jealousy. I don't want to be with this person, but I feel jealous. And I'm like, well, why wouldn't you feel jealous? You know, you don't have to deny the jealousy. You don't have to act on it. But absolutely, there's every reason that you should feel jealous. There's every reason that we should feel fearful. It doesn't mean we have to act on it. But my validation of that feeling in me allows me to go a bit deeper. Well, what is it in me that's feeling deeper? And this is what I do with my clients. And when I work with people, it's like, you know, this emerging process that you're in, the feelings hold all the clues as to where you need to look so that you can heal a part of yourself that's coming up right now for healing. So that, you know, really being in the feeling like that, validating it and and seeing that you know once you've seen it as an opportunity and you've validated it then then going in and and just remembering other times that you felt similar feelings and for me that's an investigation you know that I'm on this I'm on this investigation now with them and and I find that as we're sharing we're, we're looking for these themes and we, we find this dynamic that has been created this strategy that's been created to deal with the way we feel that we often run unconsciously and when we find that dynamic it's much easier because really it's simple we just deal with the dynamic rather than deal with all the events that are you know distressing us on the outside Absolutely. so that's sort of that's sort of how I mind people that sounds amazing Lisa and I suppose we're, we're, we've all become so entrained to as you said focus on the outside and our emotions are they're like our GPS, you know, like our mm. emotions come up for a reason. There are messages, they're, they're kind of signals to us. And, you know, like, again, like they're our GPS. So like they kind of, they're there to point us in the right direction. But like, again, since pretty much, I suppose, the industrial revolution in the 1800s, people have been entrained to, you know, like be externally based and to be working and to be kind of producing and kind of, you know, just, you know, let's say to be busy all the time. And it's, it's about giving yourself the permission to, you know, really kind of listen to your own emotions and see them as your friends, as you said, as, as, as you know, like mm. as your as your kind of GPS system, isn't it? Mm, absolutely. And it's, you know, some people go, oh, that's really scary. And it is, but validate that too. Yeah, I'm scared. I'm scared to look at my feelings. You know, like there, there is this process and, you know, in the worst of times, you know, um, you can have this, like I had an experience where my partner, my last partner left and those feelings of, you know, I just, I can't see any future. I just want to end it all. Uh, you know, feeling suicidal because, you know, which is really strange. I'd had done all this emotional work and I, I still got in that place of this overwhelming emotion. But what I observed, and I've seen this time and time again, if you can be in it, and, and keep this is part of my healing process now. I have to allow my emotions to process. And for three days, I couldn't see an out. For three days, I thought I was going to die. But what I noticed was because I stayed in the process on the fourth day, everything shifted. And it, it was 
it was like a miracle, really. Um, but I do believe that that's because I allowed my emotions to process. If you'd asked me on the first day if I was ever going to survive, I would have said no. And the same on the second day and even on the third. But I just kept with it. I just kept trusting my process. And, you know, th that that for me, that experience for me has just, you know, so encouraged me to help others. You know, I know that it's hard. I know you get to these places where you think you're gonna, it's going to swallow you up. But if you can stop your thoughts because your thoughts are what create, creates a story around it and that makes the suffering, if you can stop your thoughts um, and just stay with the emotion, then you'll find that it processes fairly quickly. Absolutely. And as I say, you, you have to feel it to heal it. So like there's, mm -hmm. they say there's, there's the medicine is in the pain. So to actually feel your feelings. And again, you know, like the, a lot of people will reach for, you know, medication or, you know, alcohol or, you know, like distractions and outside mm -hmm. distractions and to actually feel how you're feeling inside. And as you said, and I know mm -hmm. very well myself, um, it, it feels like it can engulf you, but you know, like you have to, you know, like you have to go through it to get to the other side, don't you? Mm, yeah, I do. And it's a trust, isn't it? Right. Like we learn how to trust and the trust that we develop in our own process and in the life force running through us becomes deeper and deeper every time. Absolutely. And what's coming to mind, Lisa, for me is mindfulness. And I've talked a lot on this podcast about mindfulness because I work in mental health and, you know, I've got a huge passion for mindfulness and, you know, kind of, you know, the, the, the benefits of mindfulness and kind of, you know, I'm a mindfulness teacher and, you know, like just allowing yourself to be in the moment. And because, you know, research tells us that if you were not in the moment, there's a 75% chance that you're either anxious about the future or depressed about the past. Yeah. And that's yeah. what, what, where you, as you said, that's where you start building up those stories and yeah. making kind of, you know, let's say a lot worse. So to, to be able to kind of sit with those feelings in the moment. That's right. And that just to give you a clue on how I did that, because I think this is important. I search for some way to do that because when the pain is so intense, it's hard to do that. But I learned the prayer of St. Francis of Assisi and I made myself learn it off by heart. I've forgotten it now, most of it. But I made myself learn it off by heart. And just repeating that over and over and over again when I was in that real emotional trauma stopped my thoughts, you know, oh, they shouldn't have done that to me or what a bastard or blah, 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 you know, yeah. all that stuff that created the suffering. So I, I did that and I spoke to people. I rang up. I had a couple of friends that didn't buy into my story, but they just heard me. So I actually had strategies that helped me stay in the emotion. And that's what I think, you know, can really help people when you're, because when you're there, it's hard not to have the story going on in your head when you've been hurt or betrayed, you know? So it's like, get some strategies, get some strategies to help you process the emotion and stay in that moment. Absolutely. And again, leading on from mindfulness, um, you know, I talk to people about that kind of self-care and where this podcast came from was that kind of self-care from the inside out. So, you know, to have that sense of self-love and self-kindness towards yourself, like I talk to people about looking after your mental mm -hmm. health, your exercise, diet, your attitude and attitude of gratitude, positive mental attitude love like doing what you love with people that you love sleep kind of you know just really kind of looking Absolutely. after yourself and yeah. you know building that foundation from the you know like from the inside out and that kind of resilience from the inside out to be able to feel those emotions and mm. again like i i know we talked earlier on about 
our love of the sea and it, it's it's you know you know the analogy of you know you can't stop the waves but you can learn how to surf yeah absolutely yeah so, that's you know, a great it, analogy feelings and emotions you know they're always kind of coming and you know it's about just going with them and seeing them as that gps system so lisa thank you so much for sharing that with me and can you tell me now how you mind you Ah, oh, how i mind you so I think that one of the best things that I do is I've developed this like inner eye. So as, as I'm going about my day, it's like there's a part of me that's paying attention to my body all the time and the way I'm feeling. And when something comes up that's not quite right, I, I actually give it attention. I sit down. Or if I feel not quite something, it's not, you know, like I might feel a bit discombobulated, I'll, I'll sit and I'll do some writing. I'll just give myself a moment to actually feel the feeling and get clear on it. And, I mean, I do all the other things that you said there, but I think this paying attention to little things because often when we're busy we can forget those things and we can put them aside and we can go, oh, I'm not going to pay attention to that. But those little things you don't pay attention to actually grow and grow and grow. So I've learned that if I have a sort of a feeling I'll go, oh, what's that about? And sometimes I can trace it back to a phone call that I had like two days ago and then I go, oh, okay, so I need to deal with that. I actually need to ring that person and speak something or I need to, you know, like I need to take an action. So my feelings are actually giving me these clues all the time. So for me, it's like having this inner eye where I'm paying attention, little feelings that come up and I actually do something with that feeling rather than let them build. And I think that's really helped me. So you, I suppose you're kind of tuning into those, again, as we said, like that GPS system, you're tuning in and mm. almost kind of, you know, being guided by that feeling before it gets out of hand, before it turns That's into right. a, a big yeah. kind of scary story. Yeah, and that is actually one of the keys. If we can pay attention, because our body doesn't want us to go through that mess. Like really the, the inner, the, that inner guidance part of us doesn't want us to have to go through that great big huge trauma it's giving us this guidance all the way along. It's just that we often don't pay attention right back at the little subtle, the little subtle things that are just like, well, maybe you could ring up and you could take that action or maybe you could have a look at that and say something or maybe, you know, like we just don't pay attention. And so it's not until it gets so extreme that we're like, oh, yeah, now I see you. <laughs> Absolutely. And again, like that GPS system, you know, if you don't, your GPS system wants to get you to where you're going, you know, as smoothly as possible. And if you don't listen to the messages you're getting, you get lost. Yeah, so true. Well, Lisa, thank you so much for sharing that with me. And where can people find you? They can find me at www.iamlisajayne.com. That's I am Lisa Jane. And you'll find me on social media under I am Lisa Jane. And there's a YouTube channel as well. And that mothering, just tell us about that mothering podcast, uh, webinar you're doing, Carol. The mothering, yeah. So this, this um, it's raising or birthing the diamond mother. And this is all about giving mums the tools to actually be able to be this supermodel for their daughter. So you're empowering your daughter and you're empowering yourself so that you can free yourself from those dynamics of powerlessness and frustration and the fear that we can have when we see what the culture is doing to our daughters. So we're creating a ring of support as well around the mothers. We've got two more seminars um, being run for free next week and the week after. Please register. Um, 
because you know the information is just priceless and we, we give you some really key takeaways so and we're doing a lot of lives that are really full of rich information too so i'd love to invite your listeners onto all of those as well and you can find the links on our social media or at my website cool well lisa i'll put a link to your website onto this podcast and thank you so much for being so generous and for being so kind today and for sharing with me how you mind others and that amazing toolkit that you have and the amazing work that you do how you mind you and best of luck with everything that you do in the future lisa thanks so much brian it's so nice to have met you sort of virtually so much for listening to mind you and i hope you've learned about the benefits of holistic self-care please like subscribe and follow mind you podcast wherever you listen to it and please share it so we can keep the ripple effect of holistic self-care going out to the world you can find me and mind you at brianbarneswellbeing.com